Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome everyone. And maybe you noticed the change of scenery for me, and maybe the... It probably sounds different, um, because the baby is here, and uh, he got his tetanus shot yesterday, which makes him extremely cranky. But he's like he's he's like Shots hard to do that to babies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but he he's he's crying pretty hard. It's really mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. But I I don't know if it's at this point I'm starting to wonder if something else isn't going on. Oh, like maybe it's not the shot or something. Yeah, because he's he's pretty upset. But all right. Well, well, we'll so we'll see. We'll get through this. Is, yeah, and then uh, I mean I don't think they need me for anything because. My wife and <laughs> his mother are both down there, and yeah. they're both better at it than I am. So, um, all, right, all right. So, hold on. Before we get started, I want to. This is our first recording this year after Easter. So, yeah. I'm going to enjoy a drink, and I want to introduce everybody to a drink. So, while while we were in Ireland, uh, we were accompanied by a priest, uh, Father Donovan. This is the pilgrimage that that we did. And one of his favorite drinks was red breast uh, whiskey with a Guinness. Of course, Guinness over there is a little bit different because you've got the direct supply from the the Guinness brewery, you know, distributed right out to the, you know, in in kegs to the, um, the pubs and that kind of thing. Yeah. Well... Since having come back, now, now he, he never used the term Boilermaker, but since having come back, I learned that there's a drink called a Boilermaker, um, and in, in American drinking tradition, it's a shot of whiskey and a pint of beer, or right, just You got to keep beer. talking. I got to go do... I forgot one thing, because I'm in... Okay, I'll I'm, keep talking. I'll I'm in explain studies, this to everyone. But I got to go get something. Okay, so... Anyway, I learned that that, that is a boilermaker in the um, American tradition. Uh, the the way to drink it is to uh, shoot the whiskey, so drink it in one gulp, and I think maybe even um, drink the beer um, in in several gulps. Drink it pretty hard. Maybe just sip it. I don't know. Uh, they have variations on the drink. You could drop the whiskey into the beer if you just drop the glass down it's called a depth charge and that kind of stuff i'm not interested in any of that because in my case both the whiskey and the beer are too good to just gulp so i will be sipping the whiskey and sipping the beer but uh i do have some red breast 12 year this is the good stuff and it's what we kind of looked for in the pubs over there and i've got um, some Guinness draft with my personalized, I don't know how well you can see up here is my name, uh, personalized, uh, Guinness glass. And <clears throat> instead of ice, I've got these, uh, frozen, uh, marble cubes that I got in Ireland. They're, uh, you, they, they can make your drink cold without, without it having to, um, dilute the drink so all right i will cut out the dead air okay that's fine there is no dead air i was talking the whole time man this is a 
So anyway, this is a Father Donovan Boilermaker in honor of the priest, Father Donovan, who introduced me to the drink. So that's the Red Breast Whiskey and the Guinness Beer. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, when you pour a Guinness Draft, you don't need to do it like a regular beer. Just upend that baby and kind of follow the beer right up. Oh, by the way, when they when they pour them out of a keg in Ireland, they don't do this. They 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 pour it, you know, into the glass. There's always a pretty good head at first, like half the glass. They let that settle, and then they pour the rest. It always takes about three or four minutes to pour a proper Guinness from a keg like that. But when you've got the the can like that, you just upend it, and and it has a kind of neat effect with the bubbles there too. I don't know how much that's coming. You can see kind of it looks like stuff's cascading down there. So. Anyway, just wanted to introduce that uh, everybody to that Father Donovan Boilermaker. Did 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 you stretch? Were you really talking the whole time I was gone? Yeah. Did you stretch it out that much? Or well, I was explaining it. I was were explaining a little bit of the history of it. So no, I wasn't stretching. You weren't gone that long. It means I gotta. Okay. <laughs> it means you gotta what? <laughs> Nothing. All right. All right. So what are we, what are we, okay. Crazy things happening. Cheers. We got, uh, we got that, uh, five people killed, eight others injured in a mass shooting at a bank in Louisville. Yeah. I, I still Some guy was fired or something? Out. Yeah. He wasn't fired. He said that he got noticed. He told his friends that he got noticed that he was being terminated. The manager said that he doesn't know of him being terminated, so he doesn't know what he's talking about. Wow. Uh, the guy said that he wanted to take out as many people as he could, but I don't, there's no, it's like, why? Why are you shooting everybody at work? What? Who does what, this? Yeah, what, it, what was the, the, the real impetus there? Even if he was fired. Everybody knows, yeah. Uh, there was a transgender man who was arrested he was planning on shooting up a school and a church in Colorado. Um, so this is a dude thinks he's a woman? I guess. Or yeah, a woman who thinks I, she's I, a man. I'm pretty sure it's a man who thinks he's a woman. Okay. And then you've got the uh, woman that shot up, that did shoot up the school in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, and it's not, I mean, it's like, look, it's not unusual at this point, but there's in two weeks, three of them, or at least two and a half. We're getting to it where it's almost like every week there's another mass there's shooting. There's a new shooting. Yeah. What's wrong? It's... Why is everybody so crazy? <clears throat> um, I think we can point to a lot of things. We have some ideas. But there's a couple things that that isn't even argued with anymore. People just assume that is true. And I wanted to talk about those because I think maybe they're not so true. Um, and I've got a list here of six things that I specifically thought about, but maybe we could grow that list into something more. Um, let's start with the first one. You have a problem. You need to get it out in the open talk about it 
And that's how you deal with a problem. Hmm. I, I don't know if, I don't know why people think that's always true. Why? I guess it a lot of times depends on the problem, but if, if my wife sitting next to me uh, has a habit of, I don't know, shaking her leg or picking her ear, does it, and, and certain things like that, that people do bug the hell out of me. Does (laughs) it mean you have to bring it up? (laughs) Yeah. Why? I mean, what good does it do to bring it up? Why should I talk to them about it? Yeah. I guess there are some, there are some instances where maybe what somebody's doing is very bothersome to you. And maybe if that person knew about it, they could either control it or know why you're getting up and walking away every time they do it. Maybe something like that, just a quick, hey, by the way, it bugs me when you do this. So when Mm -hmm. you do it, I'm leaving or whatever. But once you you state it, there's not really much to talk about, is there? Why talk about problems that... My wife's shopping. She knows I don't want her shopping for a bunch of stuff that we can't afford. Sometimes she does it anyway. Should we fight about it every time? Yeah. Isn't that me trying to bully her into submission? Well, or sometimes... If it's not something that you can really change or do anything about then you just put up with it. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's not, um, sometimes when people say they have a problem, what they just mean is they don't like something, you know, to me, it's like, okay, if somebody at work say, um, is, I don't know, stealing stuff, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. All right. If That's it's petty, I might pretend that I didn't see it. If it's significant, then I might go, you know, and tell someone, I might tell him, Hey, you can't do that. And I might go tell somebody else, but that's a problem. But if somebody at work is, um, always grumpy mm-hmm. and says, you know, bad things about me. Yeah. Okay, it's something I don't like. I don't have to treat it as a problem. Right. Sometimes you, you just have to learn to put up with things you don't like in life. I think that's one of the things, you're yeah. right, that kids, and for a whole maybe two generations, people have been trained away from. Yeah. Um, yeah, if a guy at work who constantly dogs you as you walk in a room... Um, other people see what's going on. Um, either they're going to be sympathetic toward you or not. If you cry about it, they're probably <laughs> they going won't. to be less sympathetic. They're, I don't know what to say, dude. Especially if you cry about it again and again. Yeah. So it's like, um, why bring it up at all? Everybody mm-hmm. knows already what's happening. He knows what he's doing. Chances are. Yeah. I had a guy like that when I first started really into the professional world. I say professional, it's really blue collar as a technician on copiers and printers. Um, But 
you know, when I first, there was a guy for some reason, I, I, he just, maybe it's just cause I was the new guy. I don't know. But, uh, every time I walked in the room, he had something to say about whatever I was doing or wearing or whatever. Always had <laughs> something to say. He didn't do it to everyone else. Just mm-hmm. me. I don't know. I thought I'd, one day I came this close to barking back at, but I'm not real witty when it comes to, Oh, like if people trading insults, mm-hmm. I'm always going to lose that because I'm not witty and I can't come up with them like that. He is, was more witty and I knew yeah. I would lose in that little battle. So I thought I'm just going to ignore him, which I did, but also it bugged me enough to where I thought I'm going to start praying for him. Oh, mm-hmm. not anything specific, just, just for him. Yeah. Whatever. So I started saying a decade of the rosary on the way home from work every day for him. And a month later he got promoted to an area that was completely out of my hair and I never saw him again. <laughs> you prayed him right out of your life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, and that, it was the perfect ending, but you know, mm-hmm. I just, when something bugs you, you don't necessarily have to talk about it. And if you got, I, you know, a fight with your brother, um, maybe you think something about them that, you know, another part of this is that a lot of times people are unwilling to accept the fact that two people see the same incident in entirely different ways. Yeah. And they will never agree on what really happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's often that way with either with husbands and wives and with brothers and sisters or close friends, you know, yeah. an incident happens, you wronged me. No, you wronged me. And they're back and forth. I don't know, maybe one quick conversation just to let them know where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But after that, you don't really need to keep opening a dead scab. You got to let it heal. Part of that is just accepting. He's never going to agree with me on this. Yeah. I, I'm either going to let it go or I'm going to let the friendship die. That's those are the choices really. Or we fight every time we see each other for this stupid thing that I could just let go of. I yeah. think I, I see mean, that a lot. I see yeah, a lot you forget of relationships. Stuff. If if you just, learn if you learn to just let things go, you really do forget stuff. I mean that's that's why that you know that common um common phrase this too shall be forgotten um you know you just think that okay yeah whatever i didn't like what this person did at this time but it'll be forgotten yeah and and there's like um i mean even if they really did wrong you in a really big way and they still really won't admit it uh if you stop thinking about it and that means not bring it up over in your mind when you're sitting there alone thinking, well, he should have done this. I mean, mm-hmm. stop thinking about it on purpose. Eventually, you'll get to a point where you're with that person and you're both talking about the kinds of things you used to talk about, fishing or hunting or whatever, and suddenly you're not thinking about it and you're yeah. happy again. You're happy the way you were before they ever wronged you. I mean, that should kind of be the goal here. So why keep talking about it if that's not going to happen because mm-hmm. you'll never forget about it. Yeah. I, I mean, I see my kids going through 
spat, you know, fights with either each other, or with their friends or with their spouses. And I'm like, you know, do you want to be happy or do you want to spend the rest of your life bitter? Yeah. That's your yeah. choice. You know, that's, <laughs> um, the family that we came from, you know, our, our mother's yeah. family, um, they could be a contentious bunch and they would get into these spats where people weren't talking to people. Yeah. Um, and I remember one of them telling, you know, kind of recounting three, three like different times. These are times while we were kids slash teens, while all this stuff was going on, but three different times there were people, this people aren't talking to these people. And, and, you know, there was like real fractured sense in the family and this person was praying real hard for the family, for that to heal and for people to, to get back together and stop treating each other like that. All three times, somebody in the family died and they had to get together because there was a funeral to do. Because a funeral. Wow. So yeah. watch out how you pray. Cause, so yeah. maybe just don't, don't let it if get to you to begin with. Yeah. If you're just not that learn, stuck on yourself. Learn to drop it. Yeah. Just, you don't always have to talk about it. And like I said, if it's something that, especially if it's something the other person can't change, mm-hmm. um, little habits that whatever, there's just no reason to talk about, no matter how much it bugs you, because mm. it's never going to change. And it's just going to make the person, it's going to make them self-aware in a way, mm. not in a healthy oh, way, yeah, or in like a way where it's like, they're just, they're just bothered by you being around now because they know that you're bothered by their by whatever. Whatever so they like, might do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was number one. Number two and maybe number three, we could put together a little bit. Uh, kids need encouragement and reassurance. <clears throat> and further to be told that they can do anything they want. The whole world is open to you. Oh, Things right. like that. I don't look, go through the Bible and show me where it says the Bible addresses almost everything that, that you have some kind of moral yeah. obligation to do. Nowhere does it talk about encouragement mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, building self-esteem. Things it like says that. don't nag like, your sons. Don't nag. You don't want them to lose heart. You don't want them to become discouraged and feel like yeah. they can't make it. But that's not. That's it's, no it, different. it's like the opposite extreme is now the standard. Right. It's like, don't even tell them. I mean, cause I, I understand because fathers, I tend to do it to my kids. Dad would do it to us. He'd just keep reminding us, hey, don't forget. You need insurance. Don't be driving without insurance. And every time he sees me, don't be yeah. driving without insurance. You have insurance yeah, yet? I got it. Yeah. If I don't have it now, I'm not getting it. So, Dad, let it go. Yeah. But I... But, you know, uh, this thing where it's like, and and this is what started that, I guess a lot of people see this for what it is, because a lot more people are fighting back against that, uh, give everybody a trophy. Oh, right, right, right. Or, I mean, like the empty platitudes, you can do anything you want. You, you can be president of the United States. Well, okay, no, most people can't. Right. It's, it's. I can't fly. There's a lot of yeah. things I can't do. Right. I can't, uh, even if I, I, and 
I can't go, I don't know, be a There's pioneer a lot of in the Old I, West, whatever. Yeah, I don't have the talent for certain things. Number one, even if I did have the talent, I might be good at that thing, but that doesn't mean I can succeed on a level that makes money with it, yeah. you know? Because that takes more than just talent. A lot of times it takes uh, uh, luck. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of times there's dumb luck in in some of the things that the the fortunes that people fall into. But, you know, that's that. But the thing is, you know, there's I know that in the United States, especially this, this is probably not a specific problem in the rest of the world. But in the United States specifically, um, we have that sense of you can do anything, but it doesn't mean that you as a person can do anything that you might just decide to set your mind to. All it means is that, you know, take the, you know, the president of the United States, a president could come from anywhere in the United States. They could come from any kind of beginnings. You know, we talk about Abe Lincoln and the log cabin and stuff like that. So that's all we mean. We, we mean that, that, that the way our system works, you're not limited in opportunity simply because of the circumstances of how you were born, where you were brought up, who your parents are, and that sort of thing. That's yeah, all we that's, mean. That, we don't mean that you actually could accomplish whatever you want, and all you got to do is try and decide you're going to. An old and we got to stop telling kids that. A servant, if the servant was told, hey, you could be successful one day and own your own whatever and own this manor and it was that would be a dumb thing to say to them because it's like no i can't i'm a servant i have a a class happen Mm -hmm. we erased all that in america the american dream is the fact that i can try to do anything nobody stops me right it's just that sometimes things aren't possible but i remember when uh i was at i we were real young and we were at the callahan's farm in where was it that brown county it's way out there in east in ohio but it's a beautiful area yeah yeah uh and there were these two old guys one of them with a guitar one of them with a banjo Mm -hmm. i heard a live banjo for the first time in my life oh okay uh i just fell in love with that probably frank and uh there was another guy. I don't remember his name. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I don't, I don't think I ever saw that guy again, hmm. but all I knew is I heard after hearing that I wanted to play the banjo and you get you know, reasonably good. No, no, <laughs> you I wouldn't say so. Played. Well, let me, let me say this. You got good enough that it was enjoyable to listen to you play. Okay. Okay. But, okay. But let's put that into context. <laughs> yeah. Um, Take like Earl Scruggs. So, you know, and, and my thinking was never that I'm going to become a banjo superstar because there is no such thing. My thinking was that maybe I'll be able to play in bars on a Saturday night once oh, okay. in a while with someone else. That's what my thinking was. I could get mm-hmm. that good maybe. So I bought a banjo. Yeah. Uh, you just disappeared, but I don't know why. I needed to wipe um, my nose okay. off. So I, I got to quit asking that. And just if you <laughs> yeah, disappear, now you we disappear. Just... <laughs> yeah. Now people are like, oh, Danny wiped his nose. Um, okay. But I bought it and then I didn't have a girlfriend at the time. 
obviously, because I had a banjo. Because you learned a little bit yeah. to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fact, if I maybe a guitar, I would have had a girlfriend too, but it was a banjo. But I lived down at camp alone, and I worked at Blockbuster Video. Uh, you know, 40, 50 hours a week. And then I'd go back to my camp and I'd practice. I literally practiced six to eight hours a day for an entire mm-hmm. year. I was so committed to learning that instrument. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that time, I could play four songs. Yeah. That's how bad I am at music. And, <laughs> and I would watch, you know, I would show someone, oh, this is the song I could play, someone who's really musical. And they would oh, okay. pick it up and kind of play with it for a few minutes and then all of a sudden play something that sounded just as good. And I'm like, that's when it occurred to me. You just don't have the talent. You never will. Let it go. Yeah. It's not a big deal. If I hadn't let it go. Well, I think about that year. It's like... um, what could I have done with that time? Oh, right, 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 right. Six to eight hours a day is a long time when you got a whole year. Well, I could yes. have written three books. Well, that's least. true. That's true. But, I mean, the fact is you spent that year training yourself to do something, even yeah. though it never became a, a thing. You learned a lot about yourself during that year. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I'm to the and point about now. Life. <laughs> I I pick up a lot of hobbies, um, and I suddenly see something. I think, oh, I want to do that. So mm-hmm. I force myself to stay with it long enough to do one or two good jobs where I can make it look presentable to someone on the outside. And then if I like it, I stick with it. If I don't like it, I move on. And that I've, I've probably I could list probably at least thirty hobbies that I've tried and not mastered, but got a little bit good at some of them. Tie-dye I mastered. Uh, yeah. A couple other yeah, you, things you I got mastered. got some pretty good tie-dye stuff. You did pretty good at the forging for a while, too. Yeah, I started to. I just One day, I, I'm sitting there banging on this. I'm thinking, okay, let's put this in dollars. <laughs> if I could make at most, I could sell these knives for X dollars. Mm-hmm. It takes me X number of hours to do it. I would rather make money doing something else because my arm is killing me banging on this stupid thing. The the big Popeye. uh... Yeah, I might get super strong, but who the hell cares? I think I'd rather do something else. So I just like, all right, I made a few cool things. I know how to do it. You should you could do it. Show the world you can, but uh, time to move on. Yeah. But you know that but the thing is there are people who could not do that. There are people who would not pick up the banjo even as well as you did. The 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 point is we have to at least be honest with our kids, right. with the next generation and say, "Hey, you know, you're going to be good at some stuff, you're not going to be good at other stuff. The fact that you want to do it doesn't mean you're going to be good at doing it." Right. You might it doesn't not mean be you're good on ever going to be good at doing it. And if you are good at it, that doesn't mean you're going to succeed in any kind of tangible hmm. way. I mean, doesn't mean that's how you're going to make money. That's, you know, what you're going to spend your life doing or anything like that. Exactly. Life is just that way. And there's no reason to try to fill every kid with some kind of fantasy that, 
at they're going to be famous and rich because yeah. they like to sing, even if they're good at singing, certainly not if they're not good at singing. I'm a firm believer in just being real. The thing is, probably to a fault, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if somebody wants to know if that dress or hairdo does really look good, I'm usually the person they ask. Because you'll say, oh, no, that doesn't look yeah. good on you. And they generally don't ask, watch it. There are wires everywhere. Sorry. My son was trying to walk by. He walked by uh, behind him. Um, but uh, if they don't want to know, they know not to ask. Oh, so right. I am very rarely asked my opinion about anything. But I, I don't know. Maybe sometimes you don't really need to say anything. Sometimes I, sometimes I do try to get out of it. I'm, I suddenly realize, oh, it's going to upset them. Whatever I say, nothing good's going to come them. from this. Hey, go so ask I someone else. To, guess what? I'm not even going to tell you what I think. I have said that before. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, I had a, another point to make, and what was it? Um. I, you know, another, okay. So guys are always telling their wife, you look fine. You look fine. Oh, yeah. Cause I can say to my wife, you look fine because she looks fine to me. Mm-hmm. But if she says, does this dress make me look fat? I will be honest with her about it. It doesn't mm-hmm. accentuate the right portions of you. And I found that cause a lot of guys, you're getting ready and you're wanting oh, to you're go, gonna go somewhere. It's that's like- when the question comes up. And then even so- if the answer is yes, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. It's too late. She's, she's going to change anyway. Because um, they're going <laughs> to keep right. changing. Until, I have found... Until you're late. That <clears throat> if, uh, if I'm honest with her every single time, when it does look okay and we are late, she'll believe me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we're late a lot less often because she knows... I'm just going to tell her exactly what I think. Yeah. But she asks me less often. So Mm. (laughs) win-win. You remember that commercial? I forget what the commercial was advertising, but it, it had, you know, like, like the honest aid reputation thing, you know, Abe Lincoln doesn't lie kind of thing, but they had this like grainy black and white film, looking thing that was like Abe Lincoln and I guess Mary Todd or whatever, his wife. And she said, does this make me look fat or something like that? And he's like, he's just kind of like wandering real agitated because he can't lie (laughs) and he doesn't want to say yes. Um, Yeah. I got kind of like Kramer was famous for that, but Mm. you don't watch Seinfeld. So I won't bring up the Kramer reference. Um, all right. Okay. So number either number four or, uh, three, depending on whether or not you lump those two things together, uh, is you have to love yourself and you should love your flaws no matter what they are like. And this is a, there was a time probably about 20 years ago when they were trying to make fat people seem good. 
Yeah, make and, fatness good. Like being out of shape is a good thing. Yeah, and they're doing yeah, that. It's again. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're I, I'm seeing these videos, these TikTok videos with these girls saying things like, "You don't have to love me. I love me. I am who I am." Things like that, and it's like you know. First of all, uh, that's gross. <clears throat> yeah, I mean. The, the grossest part of you, your weight, you should have some kind of desire to change that. But mm-hmm. no matter what that flaw is, we should always be working on our flaws. Or at uh, least be willing to acknowledge if, them as flaws. I mean, that's yeah. because, you know, that's a, a thing um, like among, say, the deaf community. Mm-hmm. Okay. Deafness is a flaw. Yeah. It's not a character flaw. It's a physical flaw. But it's a flaw. But there's an attitude among the deaf community that tr- tries to treat it as though not only is it is it not a flaw, but it's some kind of positive good. Yeah. To the extent where deaf parents will be disappointed if their child is hearing. That's nuts. It is nuts. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, when we say flaw here, we're not we're not necessarily talking about character flaws. We're not talking about your sins and shortcomings as as a as a person. But but just be real about about how life is again. If you have a hard time losing weight, then it's a thing that you have to get over. It's a thing you have to deal with. I uh, I mean, okay, I'm too skinny. That's a, actually a fight in my life where I, I have to stuff food into my mouth that I know is going to be more nutritious. And you could tell when I'm getting skinnier that I'm dropping because I, that means I've been eating too much candy, which I mm. tend to do outside of Lent. And uh, so I start losing weight because I'm not being careful about what I eat. It would be the same with if I were fat, then you would see me getting fat because I'm not paying attention to what I eat. But it's a flaw that I have to somehow get over or change. You know, it's a thing to do. I'm sorry. Every fat person out here watching this is is like getting ready to throw up because that sounds like an extreme humble brain yeah, there. Yeah, I know. But okay, look. I, mean, I agree with you. You have no just... idea what it's like um, being this skinny. It sucks. And I've. I haven't started. I, I mean, I've gone through stages in life where I worked out a little bit. I never really did it like the way my sons are doing it right now. Because mm-hmm. uh, one of my sons, I thought, was almost as skinny as I am. Um, maybe a, a little bit thicker. But I was like, you know, because he sit out there trying to work out. And I'm a little bit afraid that that he's going to get into it so much that he starts taking steroids or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You don't want to, yeah, because because it's one thing to say, yeah, you want to be fit, and people should want yeah. to be fit. It's another thing to get into body worship. Yeah. So he's, uh, I kind of pulled him aside. I said, "Look, you, you have a certain number of muscle cells. You'll never have more than that. Mm-hmm. You can't build muscle cells. Uh, you just you increase have the, the size of the ones you have. Yeah. So don't think that you're going to be some kind of bodybuilder." But yeah. I, he ignored me and just kept working out. But actually, he looks he looks uh, 
he looks like it wouldn't be embarrassing for him to take off his shirt and walk around. Put it that mm-hmm. way. Whereas it would be for me because it'd be like bird chest. But um, I don't know. I guess the thing is, fat is a flaw. Skinniness is a flaw. Both of them should somehow be fought to the point where they affect your health. But aside from that, it's ugly. It's not pretty. Fat is not pretty. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are weird guys with weird fetishes uh, that maybe like it, but that doesn't make it beautiful. Um, it just makes it more gross, really. Um, you know, in the Bible, um, several times during the history of the Israelites, um, because God, you know, keeps favoring them and then they keep turning from God. But part of it is growing into patterns of comfort where they forget about God because of their yeah. prosperity and everything. And literally, I mean, because God's always comparing Israel to a, um, like a, a, a woman, a bride, a, you know. Yeah. But even aside from, from that aspect of it, literally in the Bible, there's a couple places where it says, and my be people became fat and gross and engorged. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I should just qualify. I don't mean big or little bit. Mm. I'm talking about the fat or a few, even a few extra pounds is not what we're talking about. Mud flaps and cankles and uh, that's gross. But I, I prefer heavier women anyway. I always have, but, but, Regardless of that, I mean, the the point is physically unfit is not where people should be satisfied to rest in. Right. If you... uh, If they have the ability to change it. If you go up and down the steps twice and you're out of breath, you need to change your life. You should be... mm -hmm. Uh, Something needs to change. And if you do have character flaws... Like you're one of those people who uh, insult other people without any cause. Well, that's a flaw too. And you should change it. And you shouldn't just say, well, that's just me. That's who I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't settle that, for that's who I am. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, Think we're about all who, I should who be. we are. Yeah. We yeah. should always have an ideal. That's part of Christianity is just mm-hmm. understanding there's a perfect version of me that I need to keep trying to be and yeah. when i fail god has in mind that's, that's so failure. many people every person he encountered is sin no more that those were christ's yeah. constant commands sin no more and you hear things like <clears throat> god loves you with your flaws or god loves your flaws the way it's said often is that god loves your flaws and god right. doesn't love which your is flaws. not true yeah uh you god god expects us to continue trying to fix these flaws that we have and if god loves you because of who he calls you to be not because of who you are yeah that's you know let's just be real that's how it is the more you become that person the more you will be loved by him the more you're at least the more you experience his love love or whatever right but you know the 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 um i mean that is even more important than you know, the, the, the physical that we were talking right. about, but they're also bound up together. Uh, you know, one of the things that our mom always insisted that we try to almost like a mantra as pretty is as pretty does. 
you know, a person is a beautiful person if they do good, uh, not necessarily if they do well, uh, not necessarily if they're nice, but if they do good. And likewise, a person is a bad person, an ugly person, if they do bad, not not just yeah. do poorly and not just be mean or rude or whatever. But the thing is, part of doing can also mean, depending on your circumstances and 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 your state of health and so forth, part of that doing can mean having the commitment to yourself and the respect for other people to at least work a little bit to try to get yourself into shape so that you're capable right. of fulfilling your duties in life, if nothing else. Especially if you stink. <laughs> if you stink, yeah. you need you to work on that. that. Yeah, it's it's not just that it's offensive to people around you. It's uh, it's torture to be around you. Yeah. Well, why do you think we do this over video and, instead of in person? Yeah. Because I, I don't want to offend you with my, you know. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the other, th of course, at the same time, there's this new thing where any kind of scent, like cologne, perfume, oh, mm -hmm. deodorant, is offensive to some people. Um, I do I, not like, I have gotten up and moved in church because of that. Really? Yeah. It, it bugs me. Okay. I yeah. never been that way um and i'll hear i know a guy who was telling me about how he had gone to he went to a family thing because you know and a lot of people he hadn't seen in a long time mm -hmm. he has some kind of oil that you put on beards i didn't understand i didn't know this is it a black There's thing beard no oh this is just regular beard okay. care something yeah and apparently it is scented mm -hmm. oh okay. which makes sense yeah. But he's talking to his uncle and his uncle's eyes are watering. He's finally like, look, I got to get up and get away from you because you're stink. Because <laughs> because of the beard oil. The beard oil stinks <laughs> that much. I don't know. I kind of feel like if, you, if you're that sensitive to it, maybe you should work on that. Try not to be. But you know, yeah. the different people have different sensitivities. I mean, the... Um, no, some people can't stand the smell of mustard. Yeah, I don't like. Or the smell. Uh, you know, some Edge people up. like if they're not eating it, they get nauseous at the smell of peanut butter, for example. Yeah, they yeah, can eat it. I can. But if they're that. not eating it, you know, so then sometimes it it's yucky. things like that. It's just you know, popcorn does that too. Oh, mm -hmm. popcorn gives people terrible breath if you don't yeah. eat any. <clears throat> popcorn breath is awful if you haven't eaten any yourself mm -hmm. so. I, I, yeah I, I guess it's I don't know I, I I don't like the smell of flatulence but uh, that's really the only thing that'll that and B.O. <laughs> really gets to you. Get me, B.O. is pretty bad yeah. but B.O. is one of those things you can look, you can control just, just you can wear deodorant yeah, put just, some deodorant on put some on in the sakes. morning the, and that's that's the thing. I mean, that's what your point was, is be aware of if you stink and take care yeah. of it. Yeah. Because if and you're around me, I'll probably say something. The strong colognes and stuff, like our brother Jason used to wear that stuff. I was like, oh, man, Jason, get out of here. But you know what? It's way preferable to be out. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I don't know. I wanted to, I thought... I want a scent because I've, I've gone my whole life without really wearing colognes, except for mm -hmm. a short time when I was like 16. But uh, I have never really worn any kind of cologne. 
And I thought, I want, I want to have a scent so that when people walk in the room, they'll be like, oh, Eric's here. Or, but not so much like, oh, Eric's here. But, uh, so I'm trying to carefully step it up until, and I'll ask the kids, can you smell that? And they're always like, no, I can't smell it. Well, uh, anyway. I told my son the the way to wear, like they've got that spray, like body, like scent stuff for men, whatever, cologne or something. I said, the way you do it is you spray it into the air and you walk through it once. Anything more than that, you shouldn't be doing. Because for, for me, the whole scent thing, if you're going to put a scent on, yeah, it should be something that somebody who's like just around you, if they smell it at all, they pick up a hint and it's more like, oh, what's that? Yeah. The, the, the person who should really like smell it and know, oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's you, would be your spouse when you're, you know, close and, and, you know, yeah. lying together on the couch, watching TV and stuff like that. There's there, it becomes a, uh, a kind of intimacy play. Yeah. But <clears throat> for people who don't have that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe should they, a, should they just maybe not have a scent? scent? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm trying I, to I can't be judgy about it. When I was in, you know, when I was a teenager, I would put the cologne on. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, some Stetson. people are like, oh, man, you stink. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Granny I, I B would know. always get us a little vial of it for Christmas and stuff. But you get, I mean, you put cologne on, and then for that first three minutes, it's really strong. Mm-hmm. But and then it kind of... Like, maybe expensive cologne doesn't do this. But an hour later, I'll put some on, and it's like, I can barely stand it. Yeah. And an hour later, I'm like, can you smell this at all? Yeah, and nobody, like, no. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, then what was the point of this cologne? <laughs> I can't just keep spraying it on myself. Yeah. That's not good. Well, Maybe. you know, they, at some restaurants in the bathrooms, they have those those cologne dispensers. It's like, you know, this I've one smells been... like polo, and this one smells like yeah. Dior, and this one, you know, whatever. Yeah, I've never tried them. Uh, me neither. I've never been to a restaurant with those. But, but it just makes me think, oh, it must be something guys have to regularly re-up. Maybe that's what it is. But no. I bought, like, really expensive perfume for Vicky. Mm-hmm. And she would put it on. It, of course, it would smell pretty strong those first ten minutes, but throughout the night, I would catch just a hint of it. Mm-hmm. And towards the end of the night, almost as much as there was, even the next morning. Uh, so maybe it's just that I shouldn't. I should work on a on a on a not so cheap cologne. That's maybe that's what I need. It could be. Yeah. Why are we talking so long about about smelling? smelling. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> the point is, you're not perfect, and you should work toward being perfect. Yeah. You should not love your flaws, and you should not love yourself before all others. That that was another part of this. Is um, nowhere in the Bible does it say you should love yourself. It says it's kind it of is. interesting. There, some people do read an implication because it says, "Love the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself." That's, I guess, that's what, the closest it comes to saying you should yeah. love yourself. And the point of that is, most people are selfish. And yeah, they love and, themselves, and it's you. 
That doesn't mean they accept themselves. That just means people tend to pamper themselves. You take care of yourself. And and yeah. do what I want to do. And the Bible is just saying, look, you need to treat other people like that and take the attention off yourself and don't be such a narcissist. Mm-hmm. That's what the Bible is saying. Yeah. Uh, another and, one. You know, I'm, I want to tie this Real quickly okay. into the previous point, though, too, because we talked about encouragement with kids. Yeah. And maybe this is one of your later ones, but the opposite also is very true. Okay, it's good to tell a kid, hey, good job, when they literally did do a good job on something. But it's yeah. more important and at least equally important when a kid messes up to say, hey, you shouldn't have done that. You got to do better next that. time. That's that's a bad way to be. You, and a kid and, has to learn that there's such a right. thing as being bad. Yeah. And uh, if you're a dad, that includes a showing them how not to do it again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, B, yeah. You got to how to fix the problem they've created. Mm-hmm. You know, give them not necessarily an out, but you show them how. This is what happens in life. You got to learn how to deal with these things because you're going to make mistakes throughout well, your life. Well, that's why punishment, you, you know, you if, they, if they disobey and you got to assign a punishment, if they accept the punishment and then get past it, you forget the disobedience from that point. You move on. It's done. Yeah. It's been paid for and you don't bring it up. Yeah. Um, and and so the, the acceptance of the punishment is their way through it. And then, of course, there's the the change in behavior itself, so that they don't do that again after so many millions yeah. of times of punishing them. But whatever, that's yeah. <clears throat> you know, I'm not okay. So <laughs> this isn't really as much of a cliche that they talk mm-hmm. about, but the whole introvert extrovert thing just bothers oh. me whenever anyone talks about it. It's like... As though it's creating an excuse to behave some way? Even if it's not. Even if it's just saying that I'm an introvert. I don't believe there's such thing as an introvert or an extrovert. Well, I've I heard do. the explanations of the behaviors. What's... You can't per- to a person and say that's an introvert and them always behave that way. Okay, here's here's the explanation that that I learned that makes me think. Okay, wait a minute. This actually does make sense. Um, an introvert can behave very extrovertedly. An extrovert can behave introvertedly. But the distinction um, that I was given is that you know how people have a an energy for dealing with life. You, you know, it, when you have to deal with problems, it, a certain fatigue sets in and, yeah. and you reach a point where it's like, okay, you know what? I, I am just tired of this. You, you start maybe getting cranky. It's yeah. just kind of a life fatigue. An extrovert, I was told, is somebody whose battery gets recharged by being in and participating in social situations with other people Whereas an introvert is somebody whose battery gets recharged by being with himself and being away from social situations that require interaction with other people. And that's the only distinction that there actually is. 
Okay. That's how I've heard it. Here's the it doesn't really mean that. the behavior is different between one another. Yeah, I know. But here's the problem with that. And I can only talk about anecdotal stuff. But I have witnessed both of those exact same things in myself. Mm -hmm. I have witnessed myself suddenly feel more energetic because of hanging out with a couple guys yeah. and talking. And I've witnessed myself being more drained for that same thing. I'm the same and way. And the opposite when I'm alone. Sometimes that energizes me. And sometimes I feel even more run down after being alone. I don't think it's a personality type. I think there's something else at play. I just don't know what. Well, I, I agree. I, because I, I've seen the same thing in myself. When I come and spend time with our family, let's say I come over and spend four hours, you know, hanging out, you know, say after mass on a Saturday, especially if, if a lot of us have shown up, Jason's there and Ginger's there and Kathy's there and Carolyn's there. And, and, um, yeah, it's almost like getting a night of sleep for me, completely yeah. recharged. I can take that same four hours and spend it with people that I know fairly well, but it's say, at a work Christmas party. Mm -hmm. I am thoroughly drained at the end of that. Yeah. Me too. Even though the basic activities are kind of the same. So, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. You know, the weird thing is that uh, I was the same way maybe, let's say before I moved into this house. Mm -hmm. I lived about a half hour away from mom. We'd load the kids up on Saturday go to mom's house, supper, everybody's hanging out, I'm talking, drive home, I've got, I'm full of energy. Mm -hmm. Now, I live right next door to mom. Everybody shows up, I go over there, within two or three hours, I'm thinking Ready to go the to whole bed. time about going to bed. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. And I think Jason experienced the opposite, because he used to live next door to mom, and he would come over, and it just seemed like he didn't want to be there. Oh. And, but now he comes, he drives all the way from Westchester. Mm -hmm. It's a 45 minute drive. And the whole time I'm watching him, I'm thinking, aren't you tired yet? Don't you want to go oh, home? Cause yeah. I can't go home until he goes home a lot of times. So, uh, cause of the kids, you know, matching up and stuff, but well, you I know, don't, I think actually it's not the opposite. Things. It's the same for both of you. When you were a distance away, you got recharged by coming there. But when I mean, you live the, next door like yeah. that, uh, maybe there's a little bit, even though consciously it doesn't present that way in your head in, in any way that you would recognize, but it's a little bit closer to your enter, your entertaining. Yeah. People are coming well, to your place. Okay. Even though they don't go to your house. I know, but here's it's the weird that thing. that same kind of energy drain. Okay. So... Let's say instead of going to mom's, I offer to let him come to my house. Oh, okay. Oh, and then you're good? I'm charged up the whole time. I don't even feel <laughs> okay, like going Okay, well, that throws I that like, theory out the window. <laughs> I feel like entertaining and stuff. I'm up and at yeah. him and mm -hmm. I don't, I, none of it makes much sense. It's but weird. I think the boxes that they made for this mm -hmm. and they don't say fit. you're yeah. an introvert, you're an extrovert, whatever. I think something else is at play. I just don't know what. Yeah. So I, I don't buy into the whole personality type, mm -hmm. you know, 
because I see not just me and you, but I see other people like my wife do similar things where it's like, I, I will be coming up from a party, man. She's talking and talking. I'm like, why aren't you tired? I don't want to talk anymore, but yeah. she's ready to talk. Well, you know my uh, theory about women, right? What's that? They have, when they sleep, they build up a certain number of words. And they have to get that many words out of their mouth before they can go back to sleep. So the more you can encourage them to talk to you during the day, the fewer words they're going to have to say to you at night before you can finally go to sleep and let them go to sleep. I guarantee you, if you lived with Vicky for a half for a day, you would not think that anymore. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That woman never <laughs> runs out of words. I mean, you're, you remember John West, how much he talks. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah, he's a talker. This just applies to women, though, my theory. Yeah, but <clears throat> Carolyn, our sister, went mm -hmm. on a trip to Virginia with Vicky and the two girls. And she's like, Vicky ain't got, or John doesn't have anything on Vicky. That oh. woman can talk more than anyone I've ever known. I said, yeah, I know. It is what it is. I'm not, yeah. I'm not bashing her. I'm just saying this is That's, how it is. She's the talker. And I don't know. Uh, let's see. Next one. Okay. This is something that. I don't know. I, I think a, a popular psychiatrist is the one who said this, and now everyone thinks it's absolutely true. But usually, no one actually thinks it's true. Just the people who are trying to uh, maybe excuse certain behaviors, but that mm -hmm. everything is sexual. Oh, Freud. Yeah. So... Yeah. I mean, whatever you do during the day, during the night, whatever, is always some kind of conquest to get more sex. And I just don't believe... I know that's not true. No, that's... Now, they would say subconsciously, I'm still doing that, but I'm not. No, and I know I'm not. That's not the... the I, I think Freud was a pervert. That's why he thought that. Yeah, I think... I, I think we have fairly good, fairly good direct evidence that Freud was a pervert. If, if you spend most of your life uh, sexualizing everything, that makes you a pervert. Yeah, you're probably a pervert. That makes you sick. That's a yeah. flaw. You should work on that. You should mm -hmm. try to change that. And I know at various stages during men's life, there are certain times where it's kind of hard to like turn it off. It, okay. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Okay, but you work on it. It's mm -hmm. a flaw. You change that. You make it so that you can have a conversation with a girl without thinking her about her you know what that's just what you got to do yeah um also i mean that it, it's like uh hollywood just swallowed that whole yeah and now they seeker. kind of make it that way yeah they sexualize it's... everything <sighs> nothing isn't sexualized anymore they sexualize it's... everything and they um, animalize sex. Yeah, I, I I can't think of the word. It's yeah. like how many shows so... do you see where a man and a woman are having sex? I don't mean like having sex in the show, yeah. but their relationship is such that they regularly have sex, 
and then it's like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe things are getting pretty serious. I, I, I got to start thinking about, do I really love him? You know, like yeah. that. It's like, yeah. what do you mean? What? <laughs> I thought you already knew that. You're, but you're sleeping with him. You're... Sex is the act of love. If it's not, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. That's you're and you're you're bound to be unhappy from there on. If you do if you do sex wrong, you're yeah, inviting you'll... severe unhappiness into your life. Mm-hmm. Because it is powerful. I mean it's not everything, it's but it is powerful. Yeah, yeah it is probably it, I mean psychologically speaking. Uh, Aquinas described it as the greatest of pleasures. Um and I he would, probably never experienced the pleasure. You remember the right. story about him, right? The, yeah. The, the hooker uh, that his family hired to. And he chases her out with a log. And then fire. the angel showed up with the, like the burning rope or something like that and promised him he'd never be tempted by that particular kind of temptation again. Well, I didn't uh, know that part, but I, I mean, I guess the thing is that he, uh, he saw in other men enough to know mm-hmm. that it doesn't. What a drive it is! It doesn't die out later in life. Well, I mean, maybe it lessens a little bit for some guys. A lot of guys, it doesn't. I don't think. If if you've sexualized everything, then it's not going to die. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. That's that's. A lot of times, what will happen is it'll warp and turn mm-hmm. into something that it was never that meant it's to not be. supposed to be. Yeah, that's when you've true. Got but suddenly, you know can't even look at other men without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I can't, I could never ever look at a man and think of that. And think about it. Yeah. It's like, and, wait a minute. That's <laughs> yeah. It's like looking at your parents and thinking and, of that. And think, just, yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So if, I, I think it warps and perverts and turns into that. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, I think I got one more here. Oh, the whole thing with closure, and this is kind of back to our original one. What is you that need like? Closure. Does that mean like every problem you've ever had has to get resolved somehow? What do you mean by closure? Yeah, I don't know, but it's like, well, it, uh, if if you went through this, you have to do something like, okay, your parents were mean. You need closure from that, so you need to go address it with them and confront them about it. Even though it happened or, or let's say, okay, let's talk about something like uh, sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this yeah. is the most so, common one. Yeah. It's, it's maybe part of it's there for some of it, but they, you need closure from this incident, but I don't believe that ever actually happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're, I think it, it's an if invitation have, to just justify acting out. Yeah. And if you have, beha- I, the idea is you have behavioral problems or not even behavioral. Let's say, for example, you have uh, you have a bedroom problem with your husband. And, mm-hmm. you're, well, it's because I was assaulted as a little girl or molested. And then the idea is, well, if you deal with that, you'll get closure and then you won't have these problems. Oh, I, just, yeah, I don't think that ever happens. That I don't way. believe that. I think yeah. not, not that there's anything wrong with uh, confronting someone who assaulted you. Yeah. And saying, hey, I 
just want you to know that I, was it I know okay? that you did. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but after that, I don't think that really. I don't think it does anything for you, really. Mm -hmm. I think uh, if you're having that kind of a problem, then you deal with that kind of a problem. Uh, saying that, well, I have this problem because of what happened to me when I was a kid. Again, it's kind of an excuse to go ahead and have the problem. And you never really start working on solving the problem yeah. because you're focused on something someone else did. I mean, if, if, if closure is a real thing at all, I think the closure comes from acknowledging a problem as a problem and then, as a flaw. Right. Yeah. Even and, if it and, was caused by someone else, if somebody right. cut off my arm, I now so, have a okay, flaw. I, 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 and it was I'm missing an arm. That's a flaw. But okay. That means I have to, you know, I might have to get a prosthetic or whatever. If yeah. I just pretend it's not a flaw, well, life is going to be difficult. That that doesn't help me deal with it. And if yeah. I go confront the person, that's not going to grow my arm back. The closure right. is when I say, "Oh, okay, now I don't have an arm. I need to to learn how to live, you know, now, with the support of whatever else." One thing I will say about that is, I guess there's a certain amount of that that comes with the fact that we are Christian, and in Christianity, you are bound to forgive everyone. Or at least to be willing to forgive everyone. Right. There was uh, a priest who, and, and, and this is something, we, we could make this a whole other show at some point, but somebody in, a, in high school said, oh yeah, we're supposed to forgive somebody uh, as many times, you know, because Jesus said like the 70 yeah, times, 70 times, times. And it really just meant, you know, unlimited. And the priest corrected him. I don't, and, and this would be a, the question uh, whether this priest is correct. Hold on, I'm going to sneeze. Did you I should have it? muted. Oh, anyway. See, how am I going to find that? <laughs> I don't how know, am I going to find that? I don't have a marker. There's no marker. See, oh, I've got a thing here right that here. says mark clip right on yeah, my... Yeah, I know. But if you download that Oh, okay, that video, I see. That's, you how are you going to find that clip? Yeah. The mark. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so the what the priest said is, no, you're not required to forgive somebody as many times as they do something wrong to you, you're required to forgive somebody as many times as they are sorry. Okay. So is that, is that, that the we, real, we don't have you know, to forgive someone who's not sorry. I don't know about that. That that's what I was saying. We could probably do another show on that, but yeah, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there because a, a priest, a priest that, that I don't like, he was a, you know, a socialist and, you know, I think I, I think he wasn't a really uh, solid priest, um, but it, it was okay. something that I heard. That is and, and it is a distinction to talk, talk about. Yeah, but we can so, at least say you're that you required have to, to be willing to forgive anyone who's yeah sorry. Um, mm -hmm. If if you don't forgive them, I think you don't have a good chance of overcoming whatever problem they caused. Right. Right. And I, I do believe that. I so believe in, closure, closure in the sense that you've got to forgive someone. Yeah, Otherwise, closure, I think comes from forgiveness more than from any other thing. Right. Like psychological closure. Yeah. I, I think it does too. Um, uh, 
those were the only ones I came up with. Okay. So, so it's kind of fun. Okay. So, so we've been at this for almost an hour, hour, a little bit more than an hour. Okay. So I'm, I've got a, a different thesis that kind of wraps all this up in a bow, but I don't want to bring it up here because we'll spend another hour just talking about it. I'm going to send you. Okay. Off, you know, offline. Yeah. And maybe we'll make it another show. Okay. Well, to wrap this up though, my point is that we take as law, these things that we've just mentioned yeah. and all of these things I believe are wrong. Dead. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Yeah. They're hurting our kids. They're making them incapable of dealing with life. And so they go and shoot up people at their workplace or they go yeah. and shoot up schools or these, whatever. And, and the transvestites are like the worst of them. And mm-hmm. it's like, they see reality that they don't <clears throat> like. They want to change the reality yeah. But you can't change reality. That's it's real. So not only do they insist that uh, they can and just pretend it's not there, but they get angry at other people who see the reality and they mm-hmm. want to fight them and hurt them and kill them. And it's no wonder yeah. there's so many problems in this world. A lot of it just stemming for things that that we seem to just take for granted. Mm-hmm. And it's like, did you ever really, did you ever stop and think if that, is that true? Do I really need to get a problem out in the open and discuss it and things like yeah, that? Yeah. Does that really got to do that? Does that help anything? And after you do it, is it better? I don't, maybe sometimes it is, but I would say. Well, maybe you momentarily whole, feel better. I don't know. Yeah. And maybe. You, you feel like you've done something, but then it, it doesn't really change anything. Right. What could change something is if you learn to forget it yeah, and ignore it and do good yeah. anyway. Make yourself better so that uh, whatever it is that bothers you doesn't bother you anymore. That's mm-hmm. how you change it. So, uh, the, yeah, okay, that that was my spiel. Um, apparently, Danny has a point to wrap this up, but he's not No, not to wrap us. it up. I'm not even going to bring it up. Oh, okay. Because we'll do another show about it. All right. Because well, we'll we, we would spend an hour on it. All right. Well, uh, I guess that will give us to news. Here's my marker for the news. Okay. Because that fell down earlier. Yeah. But <laughs> for my. And sneeze. then I'll put it back over there when you do uh, when you do your nonsense. All right. So let's see here, and this is going to be difficult because I've got. Uh, you know, speaking of which. You just disappeared, but I don't know if he... Did he disappear on purpose? His mic's not there. There okay. he is. Speaking of Are which... Um, LifeSite News did a an opinion piece on AI. Oh, Right okay. after we did ours. Um, What'd they say? It's worth the read, but it, mm-hmm. I think it basically says this, pretty much the same thing we said, is that you... It's fine, but... The users need to understand that this is just a reflection of just the program, computer program. And that's it, it. It's going to be a and reflection of the the so-called wisdom that's out in the world, whether it's really wise or not. Okay, one of the problems that might stem from this is that they are using AI to weed out misinformation and fake news. Ah, uh, 
that's just going to reinforce the consensus. Right. And and the thing is, they're already doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just doing it without AI. Yeah. The same people are going to be deciding the same things. Nothing's going to change on that part. What needs to happen is that we fight that as censorship and yeah. continue to try to, uh, you know, make things better. They also brought up a little bit of the, the idiocracy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get I, I can see that happening no matter what, too, though. People just are getting stupid. And it, yeah. Uh, Steven Crowder brings up the point that for the first time in history, a generation is number one, less healthy and will die sooner than its parent generation. Oh, number right. two is dumber than their parent generation. Parent generation. Yeah, that, I, that's, that's a pretty serious thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's happening without AI. It started happening before AI. Okay, scientists discover bursts of radiation in radio wavelengths on an exoplanet. The exoplanet is uh, YZ SETI B, um, SETI C E T I. Mm-hmm. So B is the planet, I guess, second from the sun. The sun is YZ SETI. It's oh, okay. A, it's a red dwarf that you can't even see with the naked eye. Um, in the constellation Cetus, C-E-T-U-S. Uh, it's it's kind of close. It's like 12 light years away from us. Um, so red dwarf. Okay, hold on a minute, though. Did a red dwarf used to be a red giant? I think some of them were, but not so, necessarily all of them. Not, Here, okay. Because the reason I'm asking that question because like when our sun, under the, the current understood model of, of star, you know, life. Yeah. When our sun is a red giant, it's going to be so big that where we are now in Earth's orbit will be inside the sun's volume. Yeah, but I, okay, I don't think a red dwarf was a red giant. Okay. A white dwarf and a black dwarf used to be red giants. Right. White dwarf is... A, is a black dwarf the same as a neutron star? Uh, not according to the thing okay. I'm seeing. And neutron Never star black, is black dwarf. after uh, after a supernova, after a black dwarf, a supernova happens and some of them become neutron stars, some of them oh. become black holes. Okay. Some of them become nebula. I see. Let's see, but we've got... Uh, okay, so that answers my question about that then. That I cannot find out. I, I th- But a red dwarf, I believe, is another kind of star, uh, unlike the star that we're living with right mm-hmm. now in, in our solar system. But, okay, here's... So is it irregular or is it like like a regular pulsed thing, like some kind of natural cyclic phenomenon? Uh, Intermittent fluctuations in luminosity. From the planet? No. See, that's the problem. That's how they find planets. Yeah, I know. Exoplanets. 
but the reporting um, is such that the whoever wrote the two or three stories that I read mm-hmm. obviously didn't understand it and oh. swapped certain things. And they need to but, get us to write these stories because we'll ask the questions. Right. <laughs> of, so of why the is he astrologer astronomers? Why is he said he is thirteen percent the mass of our sun? Okay. And seventy. 70- so percent of its radius mm-hmm. now in 2008 okay this is what irritates me about this there was studies published in I can't figure out when but they said that the planets are relatively close to the sun uh I lose it and they describe hold on (laughs) so they thought one thing about these planets Mm -hmm. now they think something else and have decided that the uh The planet's orbits are longer than they thought before. Uh, Just time-wise? Period? I wonder if they're talking about if they mean rotation period. Because they're calling the orbital oh. period 2.02 days rather than 1.97 days. Could some orbit that two days to orbit? It can, yes. In fact, okay. have, you, have you ever heard the... the um, the chirp of a neutron star going into a black hole. Yeah, but that's a neutron star. We're just talking about a planet. Yeah, but it's it's entirely based on how close it is to the star. Okay, so that's if it's the orbital going time. that fast, then it is going very fast. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is that... Uh, one of the other planets, planet C, is only 0.75 days rather than 3.06 days like they thought earlier. I guess so that my means point is... either and, the gravity of that star is a lot more than they thought, or they're a lot closer to the star than they thought. Yeah. That's where or, I'm, what I'm hearing. My, I guess my point is that... that that they're re-examining it within the past 20 years. They're making changes to what they thought about it. Doesn't that indicate that we really don't know as a lot much about as, yeah. as we pretend to know? Mm-hmm. You know? Because they just say things like, this planet is this size, this sun is this size. Yeah. And then a year later, they're saying something different. Well, wait it's a minute. Like, you know, we think it's doing this. Oh, well, that means you were wrong about one of the sizes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. the uh, the whole the whole thing with dark matter and dark energy when when you look at in light of studies like this just makes me think there's no dark energy. There's just something you haven't figured out yet. That's mm-hmm. all. Yeah, that's what I think. And anyway. Um, Let's see. Two Democrat lawmakers are expelled from the Tennessee House representatives 
for participating in pro-gun protests after the Covenant school shooting. That's the way the Washington Post reported Pro, They say they participated in pro-gun protests? Pro-gun control. Okay, protests. that's what makes sense to me. But the way it's reported is that these two Democrats were participating in some kind of demonstration and everybody found out and said, all right, now we're going to kick you out of the House of Representatives. That's not what No, I, th- I thought they were like, they were like participating in like, like something along the lines of like the January 6th thing. Uh, like well, illegal stuff. Yeah, they, they actually helped the protesters come into the building. They mm-hmm. let them in. Yeah, which they it was more have. like that. Okay, that's why they got kicked out, not because yeah. they were protesting, but because they they made they were a big helping sh- protesters do illegal things. Right. So, uh, just when you or hear that story, proper things. That's what really happened. Yeah. All right, I have to go get some. I can no longer breathe. I need to go get my nose medicine. So. Oh, okay. I See, gotta, I've just like and turned the camera off and blew my nose a couple times. I know, but it's all the way downstairs. I'll have to come back. All right. If I don't, if I don't remember to do it before we start halfway through, I'm going to have to do it. And since I'm in a different spot, you know, I forgot to do that. Do what? Uh, Take the the nasal sprays. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's hard to talk when you literally can't breathe through your nose. (laughs) Um, You're talking like this the whole time. Yeah. The baby is at urgent care. Oh, really? So are you thinking ear infection then? Well, okay. Here's the thing. He got the shot yesterday and Mm -hmm. he acted kind of like this yesterday. Okay. It took me about, because they had, I was babysitting and it took me about a half hour to get him calmed down. Oh. But he did calm down and did go to sleep. Mm Mm-hmm. After we gave him Tylenol also. But... This time, I mean, he didn't seem to want to calm down. So she said, uh, Vicky said, why don't at least call the doctor Yeah. and ask him. And the doctor heard him crying and said, you know, I would just take him to urgent care. It sounds like a pain to cry more yeah. than, okay. But on top of that, she was at the doctor a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he got the shot, she was at the doctor. Yeah. And the doctor looked in his ear and discovered that there's a hair in his ear. Maybe a dog hair or something. Oh. Somehow a hair got into there. Not growing out of his ear, but... Right. Okay. Okay. There's a hair in his ear, and the doctor said it would cause him more discomfort to get it out than to just leave it in, which blows my mind. What do you think is going to happen to... Foreign matter Just grab it with a forceps or tweezers. And I don't know what you use. Pull but it out. Or squirt like something in there that'll flush it out. I don't know how thin those eardrums are on babies. Oh. But I, that made no sense to me at all. Yeah. So here we are two days later and he sounds like he's got an ear infection. So okay. I wonder what it, it could is. could be related to that then. So they took him to urgent care. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I hear things that doctors do and say, and I'm like, really? Did you go to school? 
or something to become a doctor? I mean, there's a hair in his ear. Get it out. Yeah. That's dumb. Well, you know, the, the funny thing about doctors, um, and I, I've known this for a while, um, we, we tend to put them on something of a pedestal. Yeah. Um, with regards to, you know, and, and treat them like, like they've got all, you know, like wisdom and, and, you know, hidden knowledge and stuff like that. They're actually a lot closer if you think of them as auto mechanics for the human yeah. body, that's that's a little bit closer to what they are. So you might then okay, well, you know that carburetor is a little bit uh, running a little bit lean, but that that screw to adjust it is all rusty. If I try to adjust it, it's probably going to break, and then you're going to have a bigger problem. So let's leave it alone for now. Or gee, it doesn't sound quite right. Maybe if we replace this this uh, Right. PCV valve, it'll it'll fix it. Let's try that first because it's cheap and easy, and then we can try other things. It's it's kind of like that with medical work. And the fact is that you'll get two mechanics or technicians like myself, and they'll take two different approaches. Yeah, just like doctors. And it's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. I kind of know that. That's why. I, but and it's not a bad thing that it's like that. It's just a bad thing that we forget that it's like that. Yeah, yeah. And that they can be wrong, and usually kind of trust a mother's instincts on certain things you mm -hmm. know yeah the baby's yeah. got a certain cry the mom knows okay wait a minute the baby I, I you know whether it's the ear the the or the toe the baby's in pain Something's here wrong. yeah yeah so you trust that and then more than the doctor all right wait a minute where were we we just talked about the exoplanet talk about the the, the uh, exoplanet stuff and yeah. then you said i gotta go Oh, oh and then they, okay. Then we got the the Democrats who got kicked. out. Oh, that's out. right. They got kicked out because yeah, they're basically yeah. inviting the people, the protesters in, yeah. that kind of stuff. They, I mean, it's January six all over again, except this time it's Democrats and pro gun control. Yeah. So police in Iran are installing cameras in public places to identify and penalize women who do not observe the dressing codes for. Uh, <coughs> for their thing, whatever they have the, there. Yeah, whatever the um, head covers and stuff. I thought... Well, do they it's have their country, their rules. With women not obeying these rules? I mean, is that a thing? I thought yeah. women always Yeah, they, they live under Sharia, Sharia law there. That's part of the thing. That's that's one of the big things Are that there really women sneaking out without their head covers on? Or is it just something to make the presence known and say, hey... Uh, we're watching to make women feel more oppressed or whatever, you know? I don't even know if it's much as that as it is because there are probably women, obviously it's Muslim like Big women, Brothers watching, you they're going to do it. But what about things like, okay, if, if you go visit Iran with your wife, she's you, while you're there, you have to follow their laws if you don't want to be arrested. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe she's like, well, that's stupid. I'm not going to put a head cover on. Right. And so it could be like that kind of stuff that, that they're... But I, I think it's more of a making the presence of the government felt. Or not big the government, brother. but the, the yeah. big brother, the imam, or, or not imam, but but whatever the... What, what is the ruler of Iran? Yeah, I don't know. Religiously speaking, making his presence felt. I think that's probably more what this is about. Right. Uh, six people are killed and another injured in an avalanche 
near Mount Blanc in the French Alps. Look. Okay, this is the third time in a row you've reported an avalanche yeah. with fatalities. I just, I wonder, are, are these avalanches like people hiking or... I always wonder... Or are they towns? Now that, is this a town that suddenly got buried or something like that? I mean, you would think if you... Were under that danger, you wouldn't build a town there. Right. I would be like, well, snow Hey, guys, falls let's here. move our let's, town over. Yeah. Put our town we on top of the mountain or something. Here. I don't know. It, it's got to be hikers. That's, that, that's, or skiers or something. Yeah. See, that's why I won't go skiing. I think. Well, so. you know, like if you go to Aspen or, or Vale or something like that, or, you know, with some of the ski places in Vermont or whatever. Yeah. You're not in danger of an avalanche there. Because they cause not the same kind of on purpose, right? Well, yeah, they 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 can and they do, yeah, to try to 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 make sure that it doesn't build up too much and that kind of stuff. It um, would happen. But you know, with these these Alps, it's it's kind of a different thing. It, it's right. mostly uncontrolled. It's not managed, and so if you're going to go, I mean, it's kind of like uh, if you're going to go off. Like, off the trails in, uh, say, the Grand Canyon. Yeah. If you don't know what the heck you're doing, you could end up, you know, being, yeah. you know, wolf food or something. Yeah. Yeah. There were some top secret U.S. government documents somehow relating to the war in Ukraine that have been leaked on social media. Is this the thing about the blowing up of the pipeline? I'm not, I think that's a different thing. Oh, okay. But I'm not sure. Here's the thing. I couldn't find the actual documents. Mm -hmm. So if they were leaked, I don't know where they were leaked. And I still don't quite know what they said. What the documents but were. But they're okay. all talking about that. This has something to do with the war in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. I, I wonder, I don't think anything leaks from Washington. Oh, you think that like WikiLeaks and that kind of stuff, it's all deliberate? Yeah, but they gave. I don't know. I, this stuff. And I think once upon a time that might have been true, but I wonder if there is a growing, I don't know, conscience, a, a yeah. growing willingness of people to say, "Hey, wait a minute, this, you know, this doesn't have to yeah. be kept secret." Well, um, I wonder if this is going to somehow lead to them saying, because this stuff was leaked, Russia won. Something like that. Oh, to, yeah. Because like, there is no way in hell. Kind of demonize the leakers. Even with all the money we're sending them and all the weapons and all the people, there is no way in hell we're going to keep Russia from taking over Ukraine. That's the thing. That's I don't know. thing. It's like, it's like you've got, you know, can you see my hands? Russia. And then you've got, you know, Ukraine. Yeah. It's like, come on. It doesn't make any sense. Just let them take it. It's theirs anyway. It's, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a whole sense of history there that it's like, okay, it, 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 the thing is, the whole war is not nearly as clear-cut as 
people would like to make it out to be. Right. But you know, there is there's and, and I heard this. Um, I'll admit I, I had been listening a little bit to, um, and I think I kind of unsubscribed because I it's kind of like I heard everything from him that I felt like I needed to hear, and it's like okay, I know who he is, I, you know. But Dennis Prager has his thing. He's a Jewish guy. What's 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 interesting about him is that you go into these bookstore Catholic bookstores and you'll find more you'll find more copies of his commentary on the on the Pentateuch than you'll find Catholic commentaries on the Bible. Yeah. Um but regardless of that, he's a big believer, okay, we really should be supporting Ukraine, blah blah blah. And and he makes a good point, which is this. The United States needs to be a player in world events and it needs to be a preeminent player in world events if only to keep China from assuming that position. And you can already see China is trying to maneuver itself into that position with the Ukraine-Russian war. Okay. That's his point. It's like, okay, that's, that's at least worth giving a couple of thoughts to. There are, maybe, but there are countries out there who have decided, as a policy, we will remain neutral in anything foreign. Like um, Switzerland, right? Yeah, and they don't... Uh, or am I thinking of Sweden? I think Switzerland is... I get the two like mixed that. up. I, I, I don't do know which that's... one it is. And they've they been have... successful. Yeah. Uh, why couldn't we do that? We have all the natural resources but you know... we need. Yeah, but you know why we... I mean, like, okay, Switzerland, what do they have? A bunch of rich people, don't they? Yeah, but they don't really have any kind of... I don't know if they have the kind of natural resources that another country would want to say, hey, we want that, we're going to go take yeah, that. Yeah, I know, okay. The United States has that. We have to... Yeah. We could do that. We could take the Swiss approach, but we have got to be... Somehow oh, capable of defending yeah, ourselves. That's our that's my point. Well, yeah, but that same country issues every single household an AK-47. Well, that's true, and we ought to be doing the same here. If we did that, <laughs> there would be no way. To work. Yeah, no. It's like okay, America. There's a billion people waiting to shoot us. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, let's see. So NPR announces that it will no longer use Twitter because the social media site labeled NPR and the BBC as government-funded media. They are. I don't understand. Yeah, why? They well, are. Uh, <laughs> it's what like, else okay. is it? You get you, money from the government. Aren't you? You called it what it is. So we're no longer going to use you because you called it what it is. And that's going to hurt Twitter so bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. NPR's not on them anymore. Uh, wow. Yeah, like, okay, everybody. The only reason I used Twitter was so that I could see the NPR posts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I so mean, now... I, okay, it's it's not as bad as we're as, as the UK with, with the BBC. And, you know, we've brought right. this. I, I bring it up all the yeah. time, in fact, because I think it's so stupid. And in, in England, you have to have a license in order to watch television. Yeah. Literally, you need a viewing license. 
um, not just to broadcast, but to watch it. Well, the reason they have that license is to make the money that they can pay to the BBC. Yeah. The whole thing is yeah. backwards and stupid. Well, NPR, it's NPR the same deal. Is... We just don't have to pay a license yeah. fee in order to support it. They just take our tax dollars and yeah. give it to them. <laughs> That's... Um... <laughs> Okay, we're moving into life site news stories now. Uh, All right. So the Vatican pushes for dialogue with the German bishops who approved the same-sex blessing, which, Why? and this is Cardinal Roche, uh, the prefect of the Vatican's Cardinal. liturgy, oh. dicastery. Uh, he rebuked the German bishops, but didn't really. That says, oh, we need dialogue. So it's yeah. kind of like posturing. Like, yeah. look, we're you know we're we're upholding the Catholic faith, but you know what? Let's dialogue with these Let's guys. Let's talk with them. Now, why can't that approach be used uh, for the these, Latin Mass? Yeah, these priests who want to say it anyway. By the way, did did I tell you my son did his the Pope canceled my wedding video? Yeah, it kind of went viral a little it's bit like, there. <laughs> blew up and he's been putting some other videos out there he's got over a thousand subscribers hmm. we don't have a thousand subscribers <laughs> do we have 10 <laughs> yeah we got 10 although when i say subscribers i'm talking about youtube we youtube yeah. won't even let us on yeah we're gone from we're are we are confirmed dangerously based speaking of which this brings me back to steven crowder because mm -hmm. again my kids well, go, so I started listening to him, and I thought, oh, this guy's... He's does he like have a podcast, or does he just like, say stuff once in a while? He's a show. Okay. Yeah, a, a daily show. And he has decided to go exclusively with Rumble. Oh. Doesn't even first, consider YouTube. Well, kind of. He broadcasts on YouTube, but when he says something that is going to get him kicked off YouTube, mm -hmm. a little picture comes up and says, if you want to hear this content, you have to go to Rumble. Oh, interesting. It's kind of so, like, like Dinesh D'Souza does on Locals. Because yeah. Dinesh will say right up front, okay, we're not going to talk about this right here because of YouTube's stupidity, but go listen to us on Locals. We don't hold back. Yeah. It's kind of like that. And look, I think... Okay, ever since he started, our listenership in Rumble keeps going up. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because he specifically brings more users to Rumble. Oh, that's cool. I think he's going to change the game. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's really one of the only guys who could do it because I've is discovered that Is he real that engaging? I mean, is he smart? He is smart and he understands the the fact that this is uh, entertainment. I'm gonna, oh, okay, okay. He it's... is entertaining, he's, he's okay. funny. And I'm, I'm he's I'm writing down a term, I'm gonna start. It's called Steven Crowder, Crowder with Louder. Yeah, C-R-O-W-D-E-R. -E right, okay. I think every podcaster right now needs to thank him because he's gonna change the game, I think. He, All right. He'll be the guy Good. to do it. But I don't understand these other podcasters who talk about the fact that uh, YouTube is so bad and then tell people to go like them on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, it's like, wait a minute. Don't do that. That's dumb. Say YouTube is bad and say, go like us on Rumble. Yeah. So Steven Crowder gives you a reason to go to Rumble and mm -hmm. people are doing it. So, uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, 
Kansas legislator sends born alive bill to the pro-abortion governor with a veto-proof majority. Did I say this last week? No. There was another veto-proof veto majority. Okay. Yeah. So there's no way it's going to be a born alive. He can veto it. They'll override the veto, and it'll become a law. How could anyone? You know that's weird. How did they born alive bill anyway? I know. How could that even have to be a bill? Why would that? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's it's like okay, but you know what? Here's the thing. That's how sick our society is. But I've talked about this before. Now, fortunately, I think we are. A little, I mean, the, the game has changed with the overturn of Roe. I think we're a little bit out of the woods on this, at least for now. But yeah. think about the opposition to these born alive bills. Because it used to be that abortion was about the woman's autonomy over her body. I don't, you know, I don't want my body to be forced to carry a baby. So I have the right to kill the baby to get it out of my body. Yeah. Now, once the baby is outside of the woman's body, that argument no longer holds. Right. And if you say, okay, but still the woman has the right, now the right to what? The right to a dead baby. Yeah. Period. But here's, and this is what I was like thinking, okay, this is going to go very badly if, if this kind of thing were to to uh, sort of take root. Imagine that concept. Let's assume that that concept, that that Roe v. Wade had not been overturned and that that concept of abortion, not just I have a right to get this thing out of my body, but I have a right to a dead baby, took hold throughout America as part of the, like, Supreme Court jurisprudence or whatever, you know, they're, you know. Now, Couple that with this other big thing this, that that has it's it's gone past its you know its limitations where it had to be, but I'm talking about the ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment, that says no law would be able to distinguish between men and women in how it's applied. Now, a woman has a right to an abortion, not as a question of her body but as a question of a dead baby. Yeah. And the law is not allowed to distinguish between men or women. You see where no, this I is going. Right, I get the right to kill a baby too. Yeah. We so got I got a woman pra- knocked up. I don't care what she wants. I have a right to force her to have an abortion now. Yeah. Under the ERA principle. Well, the fact is when you try to apply any principle to anything that has anything to do with abortion. It's going to be evil. And it's yeah, going to be bad for women. Answer. If they try to make any kind of principled approach that allows you to kill the baby, there's going to be serious problems. Yeah. That is the pathway to death, destruction, and misery. And so, literally what? hell on earth. Yeah. And it's what's going on now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... An Ontario court clears a freedom convoy protester of all charges against her. That was back in 2022. Back in the freedom convoy with the truckers yeah. and all that stuff. Some lady was arrested. Here's what In support me. of the truckers? 
she was in support of the trucker. Okay. But what bugs me is that um, she's one of how many? Yeah, I mean, they all need to be freed. And and those other ones, because either they didn't have the money or didn't have a lawyer or didn't have the time to fight this stuff, a lot of them just... Still getting railroaded by the system in Canada. Yeah. Just like if... If these guys who are in the January 6th prisoners mm-hmm. are ever uh, cleared, what about all those other people who pled guilty and, and bled out half their life because of this stupid thing? Yeah. You know, I, I, it just, the whole thing bugs me. It bugs me the fact that only rich people can afford can to still fight. Afford, yeah. You know? But it is what it is. I it's, guess that's never going to change. I mean, just, yeah, that's kind of the yeah. way life is. Um, so, New Mexico Abortion Center, I guess they set some kind of goal or announced that they hope to kill 75 babies a week. Oh my gosh. So sick. I I can't even imagine setting a goal like that. That's like... Yeah. The whole women's health in Albuquerque. Uh, is, that's their starting goal, is 75 murdered children per week. Wow. Okay, so we've got some COVID news here. Number one, oh, California. Really? California finally drops the state-enforced uh, COVID mandates for healthcare workers. I assume they're talking about vaccine. The COVID vaccine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. government officially ends the national COVID uh, emergency. Emergency, okay. Uh, Arizona. I'm surprised that happened under Biden. Yeah. Well, Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs vetoes a bill requiring conscience protections for COVID jab mandates. So she vetoed a bill. Now, wait, you said Arizona? Yeah. Is this the one that Carrie Lake was running against? Yeah. Okay. All right. So that makes sense. Yeah. But I don't... Okay, here's the thing. For example, California finally drops its COVID mandate mandates. altogether. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, if the mandate was righteous, there would be no reason to drop it. Right. So, I mean, just because less people have COVID doesn't mean that the vaccine doesn't work. You know what I mean? Yes. Why if, should they drop If any the of vaccine was not a bad thing, then the fact that less people have COVID just means the vaccine's working and you should keep the mandate. Right. If, so if, if there was ever it, a public health reason to keep it, it should that, that would still apply. The fact right. that... California, of all places, dropped it. Yeah. It shows you, oh, it was just a bad thing to begin with. But now in Arizona, she's saying, well, not only are we not going to drop it, I don't know if they have one or not, Yeah. but if we did have one, even if you were in conscience felt like you couldn't get it because that, you know, maybe they're developed with aborted babies, that kind of, you know, right. that entanglement stuff, we're not going to, we're going to say that you still get to suffer the consequences of not getting the jab. Right. Um, it's, I don't know. I, I, there's so much 
whenever you get into the left, there's so much contradiction and mm -hmm. so much idiot. Yeah. It, it's I, nonsense. I, yeah. Well, I just pointed that out, that if they're dropping it now, well, then why was it there to begin with? Right. People ought to be willing to admit, at least now, that, oh, oh this we were whole mistaken. thing was a scam. This was dumb. Yeah. Uh, whoops. Speaking of COVID, uh, the Robert F. Kennedy Jr. registers to run for president in the Democrats for 2024. Is this... Robert F. Kennedy, he was against the jab. Is he? Is this the Kennedy who are going on shows like uh, Patrick Coffin's show and speaking out? I don't know the difference between all the Kennedys. There's a guy who can't. Don't look hardly, at me. <laughs> who can hardly talk? Who? I guess that's another Kennedy, maybe an older generation Kennedy, mm -hmm. who is uh, coming out against uh, Fauci and all kinds of things. Wow, that's interesting because the Kennedys, you know, they're fully Democrat. Yeah, but uh, you this know, guy I think was the, against the, the, the Kennedys are Democrat in a more. Um, I think of them as Democrat in a more pragmatic and less leftist way. What I mean yeah. is that the the Democrat Party used to be all about old money versus new money. The Democrat Party were the old money aristocracy. We deserve to be the ruling party because our parents yeah. were the ruling party. They left us this money. And of course, the new Democrats, they have no idea what they're doing. You know, these are the ones that, yeah. that every time they're in power, it feels like they're, they're playing house and they don't even know how to govern. Yeah. Uh, but the Kennedys are part of old guard. I mean, they're still evil, but yeah. they're part of old guard. Well, even uh, John Kennedy, when he was president, laid out the argument for trickle-down economics. Oh, uh, yeah, which Reagan would later, and then everybody would call it voodoo economics under yeah. Reagan. Mm -hmm. But it, 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 he uh, fully understood why it would work. Um, remember last week I said D Dylan Mulvaney, the transvestite, mm -hmm. kind of did something with Bud light and they made a can for him yeah well they lost they lost four billion dollars after partnering after this wow i why I why do corporations not get that the the regular joe hates this stuff yeah i don't know but here's the problem i think i think it's an influx i think it'll go back I think, what do you mean? Look, for something like beer, people get stuck on a brand and, and they just tend to stay with it. Oh, yeah. And brand loyalty is very high. Yeah, people stopped using it. And I think a lot of those Most people Most of those will people go back, go back to, it. to it after a couple yeah. of weeks. It's not like they're going to permanently switch over to right. I don't know, Coors or something. Uh, and now Dylan Mulvaney is uh, partnering up with Nike to sell sports brawls. I, I think, look, if you're still buying Nike, you probably accept the whole woke thing. Yeah. Um, if you're still buying Nike, there's something wrong with you anyway. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are still buying them. I don't. I mean, Nike is the 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 China. I mean, they are yeah, fully into China. the China slave labor uh, 
mindset. But yeah. they're they're fully sold on that. There's it's not even like, oh yeah, we would like to try to change how China does business. I I was against Nike and every never would buy them back when back when I realized they used slaves to make stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I found out pretty much everybody does. Yeah. Nobody yeah. doesn't. But Nike I especially felt was bad because their products are more expensive. And of course, because I shop at places like Goodwill, I would end up with Nike products, and I found out that they actually wear out a lot faster than other shoes. Anyway. Oh. So, mm -hmm. um, anyway, I yeah, I, I just maybe this means something. Maybe this is bad for Bud Light, and it's bad for Nike. I don't think it. Well, uh, we'll see. We'll we'll come back to it in a, a few weeks and see if that's recovered. Yeah, I I think it'll be fine, and I I don't. The way this whole woke ideology works is that branding things like commercials and branding. I don't think they're often uh, what make a brand popular anymore. I think other decisions do that. Like uh, Apple getting into all the schools. Mm -hmm. It took oh, them yeah. a long time, but they yeah. got into the schools and now those kids are graduating and, and they're swearing what by they Apple. What they know is Apple. Yeah. So they're computer illiterate and they don't know how to use a computer anymore, but they, but they know, know how to Apple. press a few buttons on Apple. So. I think those kinds of decisions, especially from people like Nike and Bud Light, are what make them the most popular brands. Look at Gillette. Remember what oh, Gillette yeah. did? Mm -hmm. Do you even remember? The stupid commercial. Yeah. Okay, I did stop using them then, and I still haven't gone. But did you stop using all of PNG's products or just Gillette? Just Gillette. Yeah, me too. I stopped using Gillette. You know what? It's interesting. I went to Harry's Shave Club. Mm -hmm. It's one of those where they send you razors like every couple of months or something like that. Yeah. And then Harry's came out all woke and pro-gay and homo and all that kind of stuff. So I switched from Harry's to Jeremy's, which is, I guess, run by the guy who does the, I don't know, the Babylon Bee or something like that. Oh, is it? I don't know. One of Daily Wire, Babylon Bee, one of those things. Okay. I think it's, I think it's the Daily Wire guy. Doesn't matter. Anyway. So I've been using his, and honestly... Is it any good? Well, I mean, it's a standard razor, you know, like like four or five blade. It does not have the back single blade for doing the, you know... Yeah. Um, and, and the quality is a little bit lower than Harry's was, really? I, if I'm being completely honest. See, I'll tell you what. You take a but, Gillette blade and a Harry's blade mm -hmm. and a Dollar Shave Club blade and hold them up to the lights... Yeah. There, you can see the quality difference. Yeah, Gillette's going to be like... The it's straight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and Gillette also uh, gets under here, and yeah. I haven't found another... Harry's does too. It's got that back blade. It? Yeah, okay. the single. Well, but, I never could use the back... Every time I use try to use the back blade, it cuts me. Oh, really? Gillette gets there without using the back blade. I think ah. it's because of the thickness of the blade that could yeah it's easier to get into the yeah mm -hmm. but well the other place i use it for is like right here to oh, okay to get that precisely yeah schick is good 
Is it shit? I, I should try shit sometime. The the thing about shit, because I kind of had been a Gillette user for a long time. So Gillette, it's like, if you think of like, um, uh, try so like, <clears throat> this isn't a razor, but so like Gillette, it's like you shave like this, but then with Schick, you got to hold it. It's like you got to hold it like this. Uh, you see what I mean? Yeah, and so I never could quite get used pivot. to it. It does yeah. have a weird pivot to it. But instead of having a blade on the back, mm -hmm. you can flip over the edge of it so that the edge of it is actually the blade. Oh, okay. And you can get right in there. I it, see. I, I, it took me a little while to get used to it, but once I got used to it, I loved it. And then somebody borrowed my razor and <laughs> you never returned it, it. And I <laughs> now I'm back to, I got whatever was on sale at Kroger that day. So yeah. Uh, let's see. Mulvaney, Mulvaney, Mulvaney. Uh, federal court orders Stormy Daniels to pay Trump an additional $121,000 in legal fees. Huh? I don't get Why? any of this stuff. Why? I don't know. I mean, okay, let's say he paid her. So, okay, maybe it's like, okay, for, for the extortion. Because they, she came out and said stuff mm -hmm. after they paid her money not to. Oh, okay. Yeah, and but I thought she, she denied and everything. And he sued her. But he sued her. Oh, okay. Interesting. And I thought she denied I it. I thought she basically said, about. yeah, it never happened. It was a money shakedown, and that's all it was. Which it's She like, did okay. say that at one point. So, okay, well, I don't, I don't I get it. I can't keep track of all this stuff. There's yeah, all, yeah. And there's still this stupid 30 charges from New York going on. Yeah, that's <laughs> such a joke. The whole thing is just idiotic. But um, you know what? It, idiotic or not, it's it's designed. I think the problem is that Trump would be not eligible yeah. to run as president if he's under a standing to, indictment, yeah. and I think yeah. that's all this is about. But that the only it doesn't matter how tenuous or, or flimsy it is, they just no, need to make it so he can't run. The indictments that they're using would not keep him from running. You sure? It's that's my understanding right now. Because it's from the well, state, not the federal government. Oh, it's government. okay. Yeah. Well, maybe then. If it were the federal he government, he could just avoid. Guess so what? It's only he's the state already of New York. in the. He's, if it were the federal government, he's already under the uh, statute of limitations. Right. But but then you again, he's under the statute of limitations for the state charges too. Yeah, except he wasn't in the state the whole time. But who cares? That's that. I've never heard the statute of limitations ever applied that way. Yeah, I know. I don't think it ever has been applied that way. Well, it is today. But Bragg is hoping that I it know. will be. The whole thing. I don't is think so it will be. I think any irritating. court that it falls into would be like, huh, "What are you doing?" And kick it out. Yeah. Christian pastor Derek Reamer of Mission Seven Ministries will be spending Easter in jail as he gets arrested the third time for uh, protesting drag queen story time. Okay. I don't know why no priests are there with him. Yeah, why aren't bishops there doing the same thing? They ought to be ashamed. If the and bishops Catholics. took a stand, 
this would be done. It would yeah, be gone that's... completely. Uh, okay, remember the whole Trudeau thing about the money from China and the political influence from China? Mm -hmm. The Trudeau family foundation kind of imploded and oh. its president uh, quit during this whole Beijing scandal. Um, I don't, I don't know if it means anything. Yeah, we'll but, see. I mean, it, it may or may yeah. not have any lasting repercussions. Idaho has banned trafficking minors across the state line for abortion without parental consent. Oh, this is a good. Movie. Okay. This really good. needs to. And yeah. remember the ten-year-old who got an abortion? Mm -hmm. uh, that was in Ohio being trafficked to Indiana, I think. Oh wow. Um. Of course, the Ohio heartbeat bill is now on hold anyway because of a court case. Mm. I Again, we've talked about it before. These judges, these states need to start enforcing their laws yeah. regardless of what the judge says. Let, yeah. let, let the individual cases be carried up to the courts and then, you know, the court can overturn the individual cases, but start enforcing the laws. Yeah. So I guess Biden is proposing a policy to allow biological men to play women's sports. The states are- Why would uh, the federal government be involved with that at all? Yeah, I know. <clears throat> to be honest, I don't why know why- Why would the state, state be involved with that? I mean, yeah, it's let the individual school decide. Let the sports, the sports or the schools or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, the NHL. Yeah, the sport organization, NFL. right. Yeah, whatever. The league. I don't think the government should be involved at all. People There's will see any level the of government. idiotic things for what they are. Mm -hmm. uh, the states are are vowing to fight him on it, but we'll <laughs> see. Uh, Federal Technology <clears throat> Office imposes speech code on scientists and warns them against using gendered language. For example, uh, oh male and gosh. female connections things like that mm -hmm. can you uh, what do you call a f female or male connector i mean if you're a technician i don't know i don't know anything else to call it <laughs> penile and vaginal yeah i guess we could call <laughs> that <laughs> you can't use male female yeah but plug the plug the penile into the vaginal <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing a, a service manual for this machine, and it's X-rated because oh, of yeah, idiotic. Because of uh, Biden's All government. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Texas. There's a bill happening in Texas that would create a gold-backed cryptocurrency as pushbacks against the CBDCs. <clears throat> gold-backed crypto. So, they're trying to come up with a new cryptocurrency in Texas that would kind of, uh, I don't know if it's supposed to run instead of the CBDC or uh, alongside it. Hmm. I don't know if Texas can create a new currency or if, I, I don't understand where the power, I mean, that's purely a federal thing, I think. Is it well, is it is it considered minting? Because right, well, Congress it's, it's has the power to mint money. Yeah, but this isn't going to be minted. But it's this, cryptocurrency. But there's no minting. It's crypto. So a state could, in theory, do that. I guess so. This is very unprecedented, I think. 
and I, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I would love to see him come up with a good cryptocurrency. I haven't seen it happen yet. I haven't seen even the the suggestion of a possibility of a cryptocurrency that doesn't have the scalability problem. Right. And not only that, but uh, allows people to use cryptocurrency as they would cash. Yeah. Nothing's right. doing that. They right. You're they... still handing over control to <clears throat> a corporation mm -hmm. or a government or whatever. And they're you're treating it. As, I mean, there are places here and there where you could, you can use cryptocurrency to pay for things, but it's always on, on some kind of massively fluctuating yeah. exchange scheme to some other currency. And primarily, right now, cryptocurrency is used as an investment more than as a cash. Yeah, and uh, even though it's even though they say it can be anonymous, eventually you could be tracked mm -hmm. with cryptocurrency. Plain and simple. Uh, I guess the Democrats are calling for an investigation of Clarence Thomas over a friendship with some uh, Republican donor. Uh, he would he got expensive gifts over the years, things like uh, vacation and stuff like that. Uh, this is Harlan Crow is the Republican. Mm -hmm. I don't know why any of this matters, but uh, I wonder if they're taking if they're taking after him in order to uh, if they if this is going to be how they fight Dobbs oh by somehow <clears throat> they've they've already tried it once and it didn't work back mm -hmm. with Anita Hill and right. this is so round they're going to go after him for something else but the thing is they it's not like okay that so wouldn't... he wrote up a, a you know a majority opinion Alita wrote a concurring one. Even if they kick him off the court for whatever, I I, I don't know if, the, if there's a way to even kick a Supreme Court justice yeah. off the court, but even if they could, um, so what? It, it doesn't mean anything that he's done gets overturned or anything like right. that. You still have to get a justice on. You still have to get a new precedent set within the court and a new ruling. Right. You know, so. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know where that's going to go. Did you see the Dalai Lama video of... I don't even understand it. The Dalai Lama had a kid come up to him on, on this stage in some kind of press conference mm -hmm. and had the kid suck on his tongue. The kid was there like a 10-year-old boy and he said, suck on my tongue. And he stuck his tongue out and the kid looked weird for a second and then came up and sucked on the Dalai Lama's tongue. Is that a thing? In, no. In that? It's mean, not a normal thing, no. I mean, the Dalai Lama is presumed to be, like, divine or something like that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But this guy's a pervert. There's something wrong with him. He has kids sucking on his tongue. Oh, I mean, that is perverted, but I, I wonder if there's... I mean, this, this isn't no. a, a religious thing that's non-sexual. This isn't the thing, like... Rabbis will uh, suck the blood out of the circumcised penis and then spit it out, which they do. Okay. Um, this is. I didn't know they did. This that. is. Yeah, they do. Cool. I, I don't know if all of them do. Only certain mm -hmm. sects do it. I don't know. 
But okay. you can look it up on YouTube. You see them do it. It's a standard religious thing, though. They, they yeah. cut off the foreskin and then they suck on the thing with uh, and, and spit out the whatever blood, mm-hmm. and that's okay. what they do. I, it's gross. It's this isn't like that. The, this is but the Dalai Lama being it. weird and perverted. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Look, Buddhism is a. It's a bad. It's a, yeah. It's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, any any religion that isn't Christian is a bad. It's thing. It's a bad thing. Uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, Muslim—they're mm-hmm. all bad things. Uh, stick to stick to Catholicism. Christianity, Catholicism specifically. Yeah. Even though we got a bad pope, <laughs> uh, Catholicism is still the only religion that you can learn the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all the news I got. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna change this over here, and now's your. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. Uh huh. It was, you know, the people became Christian and learned to live well by being Christian. And then the age of the church fathers, where they learned about God, they learned theologically, and then, only then, after all of that had passed, did we have the more philosophical, scholastic age and that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out. I think there's there's a kind of um, analogy to you know the development of a person too it's 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 not as important to teach them philosophy as it is important to teach them how to live well you know raising a child i was kind of of thinking about that today i was thinking about the fact that um our father uh was in no way a philosopher he he couldn't Mm -hmm. explain to you or a lot of times even understand concepts of philosophy. Right. Um, so you might say he's not real deep, but he is deep. Mm-hmm. And the fact is he taught us how to live well. And yeah. the kids who could understand those things and were interested, learned them. And the kids who weren't didn't, but we all learned one thing, how to live well and how to get closer to God. Yeah. He hammered it into us. And it didn't take philosophy. It just took mostly his example. We mm-hmm. saw the way he lived and we realized this is the way men should be. And yeah. all the things that, you know, he grew up without a dad. So we'll talk about things like masculinity and talk about the fact that accepting responsibility is the epitome of masculinity. I don't think he's ever really thought about that. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. He's he, very did, he just masculine. did it. He he didn't yeah. think it. He just did it. He didn't have to think up. This is how this is supposed to be and do it. He mm-hmm. did it first, and then that's just what it was. Right. Uh, yeah, I you're a hundred percent right. So, and if we come to an age where uh, learning 
Catholicism is bad, the only thing we'll have left is the sacrament, is the, the sacramental life that mm-hmm. the first Christians had to live, where uh, mass is kind of underground, but you would crawl through nails to get there because that's what we do. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. So, all right. So nonsense news. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of, but so, so, I can't follow um, along as much because I'm on my laptop. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, uh, there's a, a, a huge pothole, I guess, in LA somewhere. And, and Arnold Schwarzenegger got, um, enough fed up with it that he picked up a shovel himself and helped just fill it. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger did? Yeah. It, this is in California. He's, okay. it, you know, he used to be the governor there, of course, but he, he just got so fed up with this pothole that he said, yeah. you know what, let's just fill this. <laughs> is that him working on it? <laughs> I think it is, yeah. Is he's, he still he's, the governor there? Well, no, 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 no. He's a former governor. Okay. Because he was just tired of it. He's like, let's. So he's tired of this pothole. He's like, why are why aren't they fixing this stupid pothole? Let's fill it. Okay. Well, nothing wrong with that. Nope. Say kudos to Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's right. He was the governor of New York, and I think he was a very bad governor. And I think he's not New York, California. California. I'm sorry. Right. I would say overall. Yeah, I didn't think he was a great governor. Yeah. you know, but, he, he was a movie star, but but not in the Reagan tradition. I'm, yeah, I don't like saying bad things about Arnold Schwarzenegger. I like Arnold Schwarzenegger as mm-hmm. an actor. Yeah, and I like I like most of the characters he played. Put it that way. Yeah, that's I guess that that's a so, good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. All right. <clears throat> you know, all of my stories are from Associated Press today. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, in uh, around the Belgian border, I guess some German officials. I got two stories from Germany today, okay. but I, I guess there was a, a van or something like that where they had all these fish unrefrigerated, and then under the fish they found some cooked bats. Now I, I don't know what is because it's not like they're live fish and bats. The, these are not. It's not a question of like bringing biologicals in that that may be an invasive species or something like that but apparently you know the police stopped the vehicle and because of all the fish and the bats they seized them so this is more like an fda type of thing i guess that that must be the thing uh violations of food hygiene rules i guess for fishing for transporting the fish unrefrigerated maybe Okay. But I don't know what the sense. deal is with the bats. They with say the, the bat. bats were cooked. Yeah. And they were found under the fish. I who is lining up to buy bats? Yeah. I, I, and how do you cook a bat? I mean I wonder if this is like uh Is it I a think drug you fry thing? Them. Yeah, I think you eat the wings and you fry them, I think. I'm not oh, sure. really? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm guessing. I've never heard. I can't imagine eating a bat. I, There's I would not, not much eat a bat. muscle there. You know? No, I mean it's like eating a mouse. Yeah, it's like what? What is there to eat? It's not even a rat. It's just a no. It's it's a more bit like of a mouse skin and some bones. Yeah. So I imagine that's how rat bats. 
But I wonder, I mean, is it is this a drug thing where the bats actually, like, did they stuff drugs in the bats and the fish were there to cover up the smell for dogs or that something like that? Also, it doesn't there, say anything about that. Are there little areas in Germany, like Chinatown in, in here? Oh, in okay. It's, it's like, like, we know we can sell it to them, but we're not allowed to do it here. So we have to cook them, disguise them, bring them in, and then we can sell cooked bats. Right. So they could sell cooked bats, maybe cooked cats, you know, yeah. if it's like a Korean town or whatever. Okay, look, yeah, it could be see, something like that. Look, I don't think you should eat animals that eat meat, for the most part. Yeah. It For some reason, things go badly, but a lot of Orientals do that. You all right there? Yep, just yawning, Morgan. sorry. Okay. So, you know, when I'm, when I'm off, I'm looking at the, the webpage and I forget yeah. that we're on camera. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next German story. Um, the squirrel. This is just kind of weird. If you look at the picture, this squirrel got somehow like stuff stuck in the hole of a manhole cover. That is really. Isn't that weird? Here, I'll share it. If I can get it to work. Uh, uncooperative squirrel. I just, I mean, wow. Okay, so he had to get that thing out. <laughs> now that that's happened, that squirrel, I guess, I guess if you push it out and then just let it go, it runs away, but that squirrel's gonna bite you. <laughs> yeah. And they got, see, I know a well, guy. Well, you see the gloves they've got on. Squirrel. Yeah, I know, but them she them teeth are sharp and they're long. Yeah, but I mean, if you have leather gloves, I guess those gloves. I don't know if they're leather, but if they're leather, I think you'd I can't be fine. tell. They look almost like chainmail uh, gloves that yeah. that are meant for animals and stuff. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's what it is, because they. I mean, yeah. they know that this. If they're animal rescuers, mm -hmm. um, I know a guy who was uh, hunting in his tree stand, and. You know, he's tired or whatever. I think he was using a bow and arrow and he kind of went like this to try to get support off this tree branch because mm -hmm. he was up in a tree or a tree stand and his hand landed on something furry and he looks and there was a squirrel sitting there. He had been so still that the squirrel didn't see him or something. <laughs> and the squirrel turned around because he had his hand on its yeah. tail and bit his thumb and- wow. wow he had a hole he i mean it was still there this is yeah. years 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 later there's the his fingernail is a little bit deformed mm -hmm. and then on here there's a scar coming through the other end that squirrel bit through his thumbnail all the way through to the other end and the scar stayed wow there. I don't ever want to get bit by a squirrel well you know the thing is if i saw a squirrel stuck in a manhole cover I, I don't think I, I... I wouldn't care about the squirrel. I would probably drive over it to put it out of its misery. Yeah, I'd do something like that. I mean... Yeah, cut its head I, off. Call me mean. I don't know. Or, yeah, just take take a, a some kind of a blade and just... Whoosh, Slide you know, okay. and it's okay. No longer stuck there. I did see... Right. Um, there was a squirrel that somehow touched the wrong part. I guess it's... It must have been where the pole, the electric uh, line, mm -hmm. 
It must have been close to, say, a ground rod because it touched the wrong two things. Oh. And it, like, I heard, it sounded like an explosion. <laughs> and I look, go, and the squirrel's just falling. And mm-hmm. I go over there and look at it. It's got a burn from its head all the way down to one of its arms. And it's mm-hmm. just kind of, uh, I don't, I don't know why. I have a hard time euthanizing animals, but and I knew like this squirrel's seriously suffering if animals yeah, suffer if, the way we right. think. And so I took a shovel out there and I ended up Just doing it. But it, it kind of gave me a sick feeling in my stomach. But it's like I don't know. What, I don't know. I have yeah, a hard time yeah. euthanizing animals. We're supposed to be that way. They're they're supposed yeah. to be you know those things that help reinforce the kinds of feelings we're supposed to feel towards each other and babies and that kind of stuff. But you know, it's, there's, there's a reason mammals are, you know, so much, so much like us, or rather there's a reason that we are patterned so much after mammals. Yeah. You know, that's part of God's plan. Yeah. All right. Last story. So I, (laughs) you know, I always love it when, when animals get into places that they're not supposed to be. So in Alaska, I guess this moose, Got it in. Got into a hospital. <laughs> a hospital. All right, let's play this video. Moose wanders into Alaska hospital. Have you ever seen a moose like live up close? <laughs> yeah, like I have never these... seen. I that's a oh, that guy's that's stupid. kind of a small one, right? Mm-hmm. For yeah, as it far looks as like, mooses like a, go, isn't that kind kid. of a baby? Yes, because I think they're giants. I think they're really, really big. They can they can, they can to, be huge. Uh, come and see it. Well, yeah. Oh, there's another picture of them. Yeah, and he doesn't have his his rack on or anything like that. So yeah, he's a young other, one, okay. but still. Yeah, <laughs> he ate some of the greenery. <laughs> did he really? He yeah, was that it, calm it, around ate some people of the... <laughs> to have eaten something. Well, yeah, they they, I mean, I but got the impression because because we saw them. Yeah, he was inside, but. There was a moose family that came through um, a parking lot where, where we were in at a uh, like a Western United States tour somewhere, mm-hmm. um, and it's like the the tour guide is like, guys, you need to back away from these these moose um, here. But it was, um, I mean, they didn't really seem to mind people at all. They were just doing their thing and if if you manage to annoy it or get too close it would the, the mom would probably just kind of like run into you or something like that maybe yeah. bite you. i don't know but 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 it's not like they were skittish at all they, they i don't think there's very much that they're afraid of i guess not it's just that um look if you've dealt with animals then you know that uh when they are in a foreign place, they don't eat. Like oh, I mean, I remember, right. for example, we would get new goats. Mm-hmm. You bring them in. Yeah. That first day, they're not going to take they, any they food eat. from you. Right. They don't even eat the leaves. They're they're confused and trying to figure out if a deer gets into a building, the thing's mm-hmm. not going to stop to eat. Yeah. I mean, it's going to run it's... and charge and things like that until it gets out. <laughs> Destroy that moose. I guess those moose—they're a, a lot more calm than I would 
I, I guess I that's think, a good thing. I mean, they're big enough that, that they probably feel like they're in charge no matter where they are. Yeah, I guess so. Because they are big animals. All right, that's all I've got for those. Okay. Last thing remaining is... Our uh, Bible trivia. trivia. You gonna put the uh, chat? Yeah, I'll put it up? there. Okay. Okay. Let me go ahead and roll the die. So Coming up with up number six, which is general. Is it ready to go? Yeah. Okay. Question is, what is the first commandment that God gives us with a promise? I think it's the only one that God gives us with a promise. It's the it, it's the it's what we would call the fourth commandment. I got to think about that Others. for a second. So it's one of the 10 commandments are you saying? The yes. fourth commandment Mm-hmm. Uh, honor your mother and father? Yep, and you'll live a long life. Oh. I didn't know that... That's the, the I didn't know that was promise. part of it. I didn't even know that was part of it. Okay. I just knew the fourth commandment. is to honor our father and mother. Found in the Bible, Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. It's also found in uh, Deuteronomy. Also in Ephesians. Or if he, I don't know. Okay. But, you know, uh, the, the promise, we honor our parents, we will live long in the land that God has given us. I better start being nicer to mom and dad. <laughs> wow. I didn't even know that was part of the... Part of the commandment? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, huh. I can't find... I can't find... Okay. The Protestants will call that the fifth commandment, I think. So they, they number them differently yeah, than we do. Yeah, they, they number them a little bit different, and uh, we call so. it the fourth. So, um, anyway. Huh. Wow. All right. Well, I guess there was something I wanted to say before we clocked out. Oh. Little break? Oh, okay. Remember last week I said I'm going to take the pictures that I create with AI. Oh, and make them available. Yeah on the website, which mm -hmm. I did do that, and you could still go look. But right. also, while we play the ending song, I'm going to put them on the video that goes to Rumble and Bitch. Oh, okay. So if so you're watching that, it, you can see. So as we play the goodbye music, uh, take a look at it and watch some of these uh, cool pictures that AI comes with. This hey. one says something like psychobabble or psychological nonsense. That oh, yeah, because that's what we're feeding our kids a lot of. That's why yeah. they're turning into people who feel like they need to shoot people. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, think about what we said, folks. And as always, go raw and circle the beads.
Yeah.